fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today we are setting the table with kombucha, specifically frog juice artisanal kombucha, made in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our guest today is Frog Creeshaw, founder of Frog Juice Kombucha, who goes by Frog. Frog sources her ingredients from local Tennessee growers and farmers. All of their ingredients are 100% organic, fair trade, and locally sourced whenever possible. And she's really made a name for herself with her business. You might see it at Blackberry Farm Brewery, served at Blackberry Mountain, or at Taps in and around East Tennessee and beyond. Frog has just recently opened a butchery, which is a non-alcoholic bar with a variety of flavors of frog juice kombucha, a real friendly environment, events, and food trucks in Knoxville. Let's join Frog right now and hear about how she got started with her business and more on what kombucha is and how she makes it. I love your name, Frog, and so your product is frog juice kombucha. So. Where'd the name frog come from? My dad studies reptiles and amphibians, and so I got the nickname when I was a kid because um, my room was just full of live frogs, and then his art, he's an artist with that study, and um, so I had his paintings and carvings of frogs in there, and in high school my friends started calling me Miss Frog Lady, and then it just got shortened to frog when I got older, so it's like, I'm just rolling with this, this sounds good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I love the name, and it's just you're just truly individualistic, which is so refreshing. Babe. Yeah, <laughs> and um, what what a neat father to have. He did our logo too, so the the little frog is his work. It's great. I love it. Keeps threatening to carve with some tap handles, but we'll see. Oh, that would be so neat. So we're talking today about your kombucha, and I'm so happy for you because it's everywhere. And what got you going on making kombucha? Um, so I bartended for about 20 years and I learned that kombucha was a really great hangover cure. Nice to drink a lot because bartending. And, um, a friend of mine was moving 
and she had a bunch of SCOBYs, which is what the culture is that you make kombucha from, which stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. And she was like, I'm going to be couch surfing for a couple months, so these things aren't really not really cut out for like a vagabond lifestyle so would you like them I was like yeah sure you know so started experimenting and um was horrible at it the first year because I was still bartending and not really paying any attention to not really focused on anything we'll say that (laughs) um got better and you know had some a lot of friends tell me to keep at it and stick to you know get back to the drawing board or whatever um start getting a little better at it and then brought a bunch to a music festival that I was doing production for and my camp because I knew we'd all be working really long days and it's just really taxing installation work and so mm-hmm. um and then you know during the festival everybody likes to party and stuff so I was like oh this would be great to keep everybody kind of going and one of the people in my camp is actually this world traveler and she's a yoga instructor and she's totally like that boho chick that you're like oh she's you know so she basically was like i've had all the kombucha in the world and yours is the best you need to get a license and do the thing like you do you know just really pushed me to do it so thanks uh, she definitely pushed me to get, <laughs> get it going we never know who's gonna give us that little spark or say that little thing that makes us really go oh yeah she was Oh, Very instrumental and really um, like helped me with trying to get into some stores in Chicago and stuff. And I was just like, I don't want this. It sounds like a whole headache and had to go get the license and, the, you know, all the things. And when I moved to Tennessee, it was great because I, I come from a farm to table background. Obviously, that's something you appreciate. My grandparents were all farmers. Everything was farm to table. And then um, in Chicago, we worked with so many farmers, and um, my ex is a James Beard chef, and so really took a lot of pages from her notes about just really building those relationships with farmers and how important that is and how important it is to eat food that's grown where you live and all of those things. And so um, moving to Tennessee, it was like, oh my gosh, there's so much more produce here and like so many more things to and a longer growing season than in Chicago obviously because we don't have cherries but you know that's an okay sacrifice um but yeah it's been it's been such a great transition and we've been well received here which has been really nice yes I love your stuff I'm so glad when I go someplace and it's on tap I totally understand (laughs) through this journey of making kombucha which started out as a reason for a hangover cure and like get back in the game juice it became very clear my body was like you've had all the alcohol you're done and so I don't drink anymore um it's nuts I really especially having such a long career in bartending and not even being able to try like really exotic spirits which were my favorite things and like really weird amaros and all of the like the stuff that's on the shelf that's all dusty in most bars and like oh that's my jam like all that weird stuff so um but yeah none of it like my body just is absolutely rejects alcohol now so mm-hmm. well and it's so nice to just feel good and um and clear yes and, and clear not like you left your soul somewhere last night or just you know yes all, right? all of the above yeah no <laughs> and um the ingredients that you put in your kombucha it just feels like we're doing something good for our bodies yeah. some of us don't really know what it is so so kombucha is a um it's a lightly fermented carbonated probiotic beverage so it's a functional beverage is what it would be considered as because 
you drink it for not just because it tastes good, not just because I need some sugar in the afternoon, like a Coca-Cola or, you know, it, it actually has benefits for your body, which makes it a functional beverage. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the CBD waters and stuff like that, like those would also be in that functional beverage category. When I say lightly fermented, anything fermented like kimchi or sauerkraut or anything has about like half of, less than half a percent of alcohol, but alcohol is a natural byproduct of fermentation. And you're never going to get drunk off kombucha unless you drink like one that is intentionally a high gravity alcoholic version, which Mm -hmm. we do not make. And it depends on your diet and what's going on in your body is really how your body will react to it. And there's different um, strains, the same way yogurt has like lactobacillus and all those different types of good bacterial strains. Mm -hmm. Kombucha is the same way. And it works the same way as other probiotics in that you should eat some form of probiotics every day. It doesn't have to be kombucha. It could be sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurt, whatever. However you want to get it. If you take a pill, I don't care. Like, you know, but it's it's good to put that good bacteria in your gut to balance out all the bad stuff we like to do, but also environmentally stuff that we can't help. There's a lot of pollution and whatever. So mm-hmm. um, that is really the brain of your body. And I'm so grateful that they're now doing so much more studies on how important your gut biome is. And yes. that is really just that balance of good and bad bacteria in your intestines. And so whenever you see those buzzwords, that's what they're getting after. So it's so nice that people are starting to pay more attention to that. I don't know if mm-hmm. pandemic screeching the world to a halt may have helped with that a little bit. Be like, oh, I should probably take maybe better care of myself. Yeah, in your frog juice kombucha, you source local ingredients to a great degree, it seems to me. Can you tell us some of your flavors and oh, where sure. you source some local Absolutely. ingredients? The, the blueberry basil is definitely one of our most popular ones. And the blueberries we get predominantly from Four Daughters Farm and Walland. So it's super close to where you are specifically. And then the basil we get from different farmers all around. Um, mostly Underfoot Farm because she is on the way from my house to the brewery and um, I can grab it like on the way to brew and basil is so sensitive and delicate and like hers is it's not about how he farmed it or whatever it's because it's so fresh it's just it doesn't like to be refrigerated and it has to be at the right temperature like you have to stand on one foot when you hold it. I mean just all the things <laughs> have to line up for it to last and when it gets bruised, it really tastes really bad in the kombucha. So um, it's really fantastic that she is like on our way. We can pick it up. We can Venmo. It doesn't have to. We don't have to. Give, she doesn't have to be there. She's like left it for me before, which is in a little spot. So it works fantastic. And it's literally like half a maybe a mile from my house. So it's like this is about as local to me as it gets. You know. Yes. Like, yeah. So. And I love supporting her. She does so much amazing work with the soil on her um, on her two plots that she's farming and has just done so much to build the soil. So people that understand that and just really, this is huge. So It's really the soil. It's, it, it is a huge living organism. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's, that's, what, that's why her farm is called Underfoot Farm because it's everything that's under your feet that is really going on in there. So she's, Brianna's amazing blueberry basil it is so delicious thank you what are some of your other flavor combos um well, i'm drinking a beet apple ginger right now which i love mm. and it's like we're done with that for the season so i have a couple left and i'm like hoarding them and we get our beets from uh we got a bunch from mountain roots we got some from zavel's farms and our friends at uh 
Vuck Farms, or I guess Spring Creek Veggies also grew some, and um, yeah, we've gotten, and then Two Chicks, I think we're going to come through with some beets this year. So this year, last fall, was like what people don't understand when they're like, when is the beet apple ginger coming back? It's like, I'm waiting on beets to grow. Literally, mm-hmm. that's what we're waiting on. So this summer, mm-hmm. we decided to get a jump on it and order a bunch of beets in the head, and you have to get your projections to farmers like by February 1st, so mm-hmm. they know what to plant, and then... Um, you know, we really focus on working with using organic practices farmers. Like, I don't care if you're registered organic. In fact, mm-hmm. don't fill out that paperwork and pay thousands of dollars for that certification. Yeah. Just do it right. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, Mountain Roots Farm is, they definitely do a lot of soil building as well. How is kombucha made? So it's basically, um, you have your SCOBY, which looks like if jellyfish and pancakes had a baby, and that floats on the top of the surface of whatever you're brewing in. And that um, culture, it's kind of like a sourdough starter or like an apple cider vinegar starter mother. It's the same, it's all same, same format, different, different look, you know, I guess, or different end result. Um, but we make a sweet tea, for lack of a better word, and feed that to the SCOBY. And then it metabolizes the sweet tea into probiotics, B vitamins, um, glonic acid, all these hyaluronic acid, all these things that are really great for your body. And then we rack off that liquid and then flavor it. So the flavoring that we do is like for blueberry basil, for instance, we just use blueberries and basil and we don't use blueberry syrup or basil syrup or anything. Everything's fresh and um, basil in the winter is hard to come by. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, and then and then uh, we let that ride for a few days in a bright tank to ferment, uh, to really extract the flavor from those. The acidity from the kombucha base extracts it from the fruits and vegetables, and then we rack that, um, carbonate it, crash it in the walk-in cooler to get it to lower temperature so it holds carbonation better. Oh. And then it's pumped to the canning line so we can can it or, or we pump it into kegs. And then um, all of our spent fruit gets composted. We actually send it back to Mountain Roots Farm. So they it's full cycle, full circle with the produce we get from them. That's so perfect. Yeah. So we have like pretty much a zero waste facility. I mean, for four of us working at a brewery, we generate one trash can of garbage I don't know every six weeks or something like every we recycle all cardboard all plastic all everything that we get and then compost all the spent fruit that is so wonderful and and they're in aluminum cans too yes. we had to switch to aluminum cans uh-huh. from glass a few years ago when Knoxville stopped recycling glass so yes yeah. um, so I was like all right also it's so much less expensive on freight i'm so glad we did that now because (laughs) freight is just the ultimate racket anyway but um yeah yeah. especially with uh with supply chains and everything going through the roof and everything and i'm glad we went that route for Mm -hmm. sure and we can get so much more on the label and it's fun and yeah, and so packable, like great for going hiking or what? Yeah, I love that was that. A, they really opened the doors for IMS and yes. um, like Little River Watershed just got some from us for a benefit they did and mm-hmm. different projects like that that are outside and it did really open stuff like that up, which mm-hmm. was also great. I miss being able to see it in the packaging because mm-hmm. I like being able to see what I'm drinking, but um, mm-hmm. you can pour it in a glass. So well, that, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's, That's right. <laughs>
You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we're setting the table with kombucha, specifically frog juice artisanal kombucha made in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our guest today is Frog Creeshaw, founder of Frog Juice Kombucha. She goes by Frog, and Frog sources her ingredients from a lot of local Tennessee growers and farmers. She's really made a name for herself with her business. All of their ingredients are 100% organic, fair trade, and locally sourced whenever possible. In the second part of this interview, I asked Frog about her new non-alcoholic bar, her butchery in Knoxville, Tennessee. So you started making your kombucha, and it's grown and grown, and you've got a storefront now. Can I ask you about your butchery? Sure. It, it just recently opened, right? Yeah, we just had our uh, our uh, grand opening June 9th. Well, I love that there is a non-alcoholic bar alternative, and it's not it's not like some old dingy hole in the wall. It's got such a good feeling. It's a fresh kind of open kind of feeling in there. Sure, that's what we're really going for. We've got some... Um, We've had already some really fun performances in there, and then just really leaning into using it as a space for community and doing a lot of educational uh, speakers there and poets and music. And um, I feel like we're kind of becoming the champion of the underdogs, like people that don't necessarily get top booking at other places. And I like, you know, I'm really excited for people to have a spot to to play and you know test it out see if this works for a crowd or not you know and then um we've also started working with some such talented i mean we talked about this area being such a wealth of talent and um the food trucks and uh, different food people that we've brought in are just also phenomenal so i've been really excited that that's all just blended really well together but um yeah it is a great big outdoor patio too so it's a Mm. nice it's a great space yeah. I'm so glad for you. Thanks. I have seen Frog Juice Kombucha on tap at Blackberry Farm Brewery, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling, though, that it's in a lot of other places. Oh, definitely. That's so great. You Thank just, you. you know, it's it's all over. So it's all over Tennessee, too, but it's in other states, too, right? I started in Chicago, and um, we pulled the last of the kombucha out of there. Uh, right when things started getting shut down for the pandemic because mm-hmm. I wasn't really when I first moved from Chicago uh, I didn't have a support team here and so um, I was and everything in all of my accounts there just went nuts and took off mm-hmm. so I was driving back and forth every two weeks Ooh, and wow. like as soon as I had product to go up there and we'd bottle it there mm-hmm. and then I had a cold storage unit there and then um, delivery drivers and stuff and I would just expedite orders and deliveries and stuff remotely um, so it was, it was crazy. And then I started getting a little team together here. And then all of a sudden things just shifted, like our two biggest accounts. Uh, one of them was a temporary lease up there. And then the other one, my friend was the beverage director and she stepped down to start her own business. And those were the two that were really like driving us back up there. It was like, we can't afford not to like, not to fulfill on these orders. Like this is, these are pretty high profile accounts. When that happened, it was like, finally could free up some brain waves to start focusing here and mm-hmm. it took a while like it was and it was very not being good to myself we'll say that it was just very stressed out and mm-hmm. you know just not taking care of myself and just mm-hmm. so not trying to get back in that position ever again. <laughs> yeah. what I love about what you do 
is it's this really good product. It's using a lot of local stuff, zero waste essentially, and it's good for you. And it's positive. It just feels like a business that attracts positivity. And thank you for doing that in our community. You're welcome. Absolutely. How do people get it? We can ship it. It would be like shipping milk, though. So it's heavy Uh because it's you got to ship ice packs if it's too far and it's summer. I don't like to ship it. Also, there's there's a line of like being a local product. Like how far is your radius? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, <laughs> we get um, people that stay at Blackberry Mountain that email us all the time. They're like, can you mail this to me? And mm-hmm. I have. I've mailed a bunch. We have a client in Washington, D.C. that stayed there. And it's like, we spent more money on kombucha than we did on wine the whole time we stayed at Blackberry Mountain. I was like, that's amazing. Wow. I guess they don't drink. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. like, um, so they, you know, and we were shipping to them a fair amount. But again, like the they live in D.C. It's it's. Mm-hmm. pretty lateral as far as temperature mm-hmm. I have some friends in Florida that same they're like please ship it so I'm like I mean, we make fire so cider which is shelf stable I can ship it oh. anywhere it's in glass bottles it's fine it's oh that's good yeah and it's great well what is fire cider fire cider is everything spicy you can think of steeped in apple cider vinegar for about two months it's uh, of course the FDA doesn't approve of it being antiviral or antibacterial or anti-inflammatory of course but um thing that's great about fire cider is um I feel like a tickle coming on or just like feeling like you need an energy boost because it's food it your body immediately recognizes it and it's bioavailable so your body absorbs it and it's immediate and versus like a pharmaceutical that is something that your body has to adapt to mm-hmm. to in- intake it so mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things about it um I know for sure all during all the craziness that we had that were the shutdowns and everything like that definitely really kept us healthy like anytime we were out doing deliveries farmers markets any of that stuff where we're just going to be in and out of around a lot of people it's like I think I should probably take this before I do anything Mm -hmm. and um it's just it's like uh onions garlic ginger horseradish habaneros um turmeric and black pepper Oh, good. And in apple cider vinegar. So if you've ever heard of apple cider vinegar shots, it's like that on steroids. And that we can ship around the world. It doesn't go bad. It has like an 18-month shelf life because apple cider vinegar is a natural preservative. So it's a fantastic product. And all of our produce is locally sourced for that here. So if you're in this area, you get those benefits as well. Um, We are going to start hopefully making apple cider vinegar soon as well because that is just like absurd to me that we should just have vats of that on just ready to go for the yeah. thing instead of right. buying containers of it just doesn't make sense but exactly yeah. <laughs> well we're gonna have to keep some fire cider on hand around this household oh yeah yeah frog founder of frog juice kombucha thanks so much for visiting and telling us about your good stuff thanks for having me this is great yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've set the table today with kombucha. Our guest has been Frog Creeshaw, founder of Frog Juice Kombucha. She goes by Frog. Frog sources her ingredients from local Tennessee growers and farmers, and I'm just real happy about how her business is progressing, who really supports a lot of Tennessee farmers and growers. 
She's just recently opened a butchery, a non-alcoholic bar, with a variety of flavors of frog juice kombucha, friendly environment, events and food trucks in Knoxville. More information, frogjuicekombucha.com, and I've linked it with pictures of frog loading a fig tree I shared with her in her green van, along with the podcast of the show and all that kind of thing, at tennesseefarmtable.com. And a note, Frog Juice Kombucha does not advertise on this show. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.